you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut to it, cut to it, let's get down to it, cut to it. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. Cause you know it's on. Yeah, I'm kind of spacey today. Why are you spacey? I don't know. Just sometimes it's good to just kind of come in. No, no agenda. No. No rhyme. No reason. No rhyme. No reason. Just uh, well, just just enjoying life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Any new developments? Man, there's a lot of new developments. Um, so pretty cool. Um, coach Bobby Ingram, uh, former coach, former player, Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a tight ends coach. He used to be my wide receivers coach. A uh, good friend of mine as well. He played with Seattle mm-hmm. uh, Seahawks. Um, and so uh, we we became friends uh, when he was coaching me and then became friends uh, uh, over time. And so his son, Dean Ingram, is a corner at uh, University of Wisconsin. Okay. Wisconsin Badger. And they're in Baltimore, so they're driving down. And we're going to, you know, he's also, he played wide receiver in high school, so he moved a corner. So they actually got him playing both both ways. So He's, he's playing both ways at Wisconsin now? Yeah, he's going to oh, be wow. playing. Going into this year, he's going to be playing both ways. Wow. So it's pretty cool. And so I get to work out this weekend with him and – I'm actually looking forward to it. Wow. 
And that's rare because you don't you don't you don't do that. No, you don't work guys out. I know you no. you you get plenty 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 offers. Yeah, that and I, you don't and you don't take them. I don't take them. Yeah, and and I think I'm in a place where I can I, I'm excited to take this one because it's not competition. There's no, am I good enough? Right. I I have a pair of cliques. I got I got few three or four pairs of cliques still left in the in, in the attic. But I think I may want to go buy me some cleats. Oh, so you getting you getting festive? You getting some no, new kicks? No, I, I just want to go buy me some cleats. <laughs> right, I think for the be, occasion. Yeah, just because I don't want to put on old cleats. Why? Because those are the cleats I wore when I mm, played. Okay, now we are getting somewhere. And I just I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. So I'd rather go buy. Which a pair on sale or or a pair to try that. Maybe I wanted to try or I mm. thought, you know, I used to be a Reebok for about 10, 12 years. And then I moved to Under Armour when I went to uh, in Carolina for about three years and then Baltimore. And I think the Under Armour ones really is associated with playing. Mm. And I'm not really sure that I want to put those on just because mm. uh, be associated with playing. Like, I still have all my cliques. First of all, Carolina it, it, still has in in their storage right now. They have like six or seven boxes of my locker stuff still there. Oh wow! Uh, the Baltimore Ravens sent me after a full cycle year of me not playing. Mm-hmm. They finally sent me my locker stuff. Wow! Like all my cleats and all my gloves. So right now in my in my attic, I have probably about four or five pairs of Baltimore Raven cleats. And then I got all, obviously, all my significant uh, uh, Reebok and Carolina blue and black cleats. But what really says that I'm still a person that keeps up with his craft is I still got all my gloves. Mm. So I have my Under Armour, Carolina, Baltimore, just you name it, uh, gloves. So I can always, I can bring out a pack of gloves anytime. So when you say you ain't really want to dust off the shit, is it like a, it's like a Pandora's box kind of thing, or it's just oh, so emotionally drawn to it? It's no, the, I, I, I'm not emotionally drawn to it. I'm more of understanding that this opportunity with Dean is a teaching moment, not a competition moment. Okay. Teaching moment. I was gonna explain the difference. So competition is I put on my cleats and my gloves. You got a corner. He's going to jam me up and it's bragging rights and all that stuff. No. Gotcha. Teaching is let's talk about the nuances, the small little things, tricks of the trade, Mm. mastering your craft, understanding, finding loopholes, understanding why and what, right? The where, the why, the how, the when, the where, not the I won, I lost, let me quick jam you, Uh, I picked you off. It's not about that. It's about all the little things. Uh, I, I had to text my my trainer uh which uh, my body guy so looking to see is a space in between he's backpedaling or running wide receiver routes is it functioning is he doing wasteless space right is it too much space he's wasting all these little nuances that only another craftsman would understand so is it is it safe to say this is a a, 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 a sniff 
of no. coaching almost? That's, no. Because <laughs> no. the way you said teaching, I mean, one te- someone's going to listen to that and say, oh, Steve's, Steve's coaching this kid up. <clears throat> So what's well, the difference between it, the teaching and, and coaching? Well, one, this person is teachable. And this person desires to be taught, mm-hmm. not desire to be talked to. Okay. See, talk to is what all these people want. I, I, want, I, I want to train with you. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not training, first of all. Because mm-hmm. you're training to play. I'm training to not be fat. Uh-huh. There's a big difference. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm training just to get a cardiovascular exercise mm-hmm. to keep my all three chambers of my heart going, mm-hmm. right? You're training to do something that I, I no longer want to do. Yeah. And, and so that's the difference. And then Dean is very teachable. He respects me. I respect him. Uh, he knows he's, he's coming down, taking out of his time. So I'm going to honor that he's taking out his time. And then mm-hmm. I'm, he's honoring that I'm taking out of my time. So we're going to get after it. I think we're doing uh, two, two training sessions on, on, on Sunday. A little bit. Some stuff. I'll look at some stuff on Saturday. Then we'll get, we'll, we'll get down and dirty two sessions on Sunday. And then one session on Monday. Well, you, you better state a disclaimer because people are going to listen to this and they're going to think Smitty's shop is open. I'm going to hit you up and they're going to want you to train them or teach them or give them games. So you you, you might want to put a disclaimer out there that this ain't this ain't for any and everybody. It, it's not, but I'm also not in a space where I can dedicate a lot of that time. And one of the other things, is too, is people think, that my time isn't valuable, mm-hmm. right? And and when I say valuable, people think, oh, you're talking about money. No, I'm talking about what I have to do. So this weekend, as I do that, I'm also taken away from the time at the house, mm-hmm. right? Saturday mornings is we, me and Ducey usually fill up the bird feeder, put out the woodpecker um, feeder because it's been ate up and the birds come. We average about 15, 16 birds in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got the bird feeder, uh, you know, just whatever stuff is needed to be done around the house uh, with the wife. Boston has a basketball tournament. So it's a lot of moving parts that are required that it's not money. It's something I can't get back, which is my time. Yeah. So that, that that's why it's, it's this is not a um, something that where oh I'll pay you and yeah. you know no because I that's not where I'm at mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't think I'm qualified and I have the right mind frame or the state of mind to really kind of do it as a full time gig or training because it's just it's tough to do right well if you got a request. And they gonna happen over here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it though. So, you know, maybe who knows? Maybe in the future. I know some people have addre- asked me what I do. Maybe at, in the future, what? Maybe in the future, I may do a little bit more than what I do now, okay. which yeah. is pretty much nothing, right? <laughs> so, some people has asked me, have asked me, uh, man, would you do a uh, university or wide receivers? You? No. Mm. You know why? Too many know-it-alls, hmm. you know. I get that. Yeah, you know, and according to a lot of people, right? 
And I was just, I, I was, I was a loud mouth. So, so I'll just keep my loud mouth to myself. <laughs> so, who we got? In advance of WWE SummerSlam, up next on the Cut To It podcast, we've got WWE superstar Charlotte Flair. She's won the Women's Championship 13 times, and she's the daughter of legendary Ric Flair. Be careful, she might just throw you in the figure eight leg lock. Charlotte Flair's on the Cut To It podcast. Well, we're about to get into our first segment. It's called Get Iced Up. Smitty, go ahead and give it the first one. They're super random, so just get ready. All right, first of all, you your stage name <laughs> or your birth government name, your government name. I prefer Queen. I'm just oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, way uh, to, Charlotte. Way to Charlotte. escalate it. Yeah, Charlotte. Right. It's good. Okay. Charlotte. Yeah. So how did you pick Charlotte as the name? So I kind of think it was a joke on me at first, but when I started at FCW, which was the developmental mm -hmm. territory for WWE, which is now NXT, um, our third brand, they ask you to submit names. So I was like, hmm, I don't know. My middle name's Elizabeth, maybe Elizabeth, and then there's Miss Elizabeth, yeah. Miss Ashley, and then I, I love Sex in the City. So I was like, oh, I love the name Charlotte, but I don't know. I'm from Charlotte. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, and I, I think I requested a few others. I'm not, I don't even remember. But they came back and they were like, oh, yeah, we love Charlotte. But my first match, the commentators were like, it's Charlotte from Charlotte, North Carolina. So I was like, oh, that <laughs> sounds terrible. I was you, like, you guys need telling... to say the Queen City. So that's how that all came up, just because it sounded terrible um. on commentary. So you're telling us it wasn't necessarily where you're from first. It was from doggone Sex in the City where you got inspired by Charlotte? Yep. Aww. Well, for me it was, but I think for them it was like, well, Rick's build from Charlotte, so we'll name her Charlotte. But Charlotte from Charlotte? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> so what hidden talents do you have that no one else knows about until today? Oh, I don't think any. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, no. I could eat a large pizza in one sitting, like a normal large pizza. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. That'll make me super bloated. Yeah. You think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you see me at the gym in like my sweet sweat belt for like two hours doing cardio. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna need it. <laughs> All right. Favorite old school wrestler, not named Flair. Arn Anderson. Uncle Arn. Oh, okay. She went, she, she and fantastic then she the, four, and right? Then she hit her with the uncle. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. Big time flex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we know a little bit of wrestling, so we knew that was from the from, right. from the four. Four horsemen. Yes. So so my wrestling history is 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 dated mm -hmm. but i stay there because that's where it's most comfortable i identify with it i also it's kind of that sweet spot where i used to watch uh used to watch wrestling with my grandpa so it's it's that it's that little mm. happy place for me so your dad finish move 
was the figure four. Yours is the figure eight. Twice right? as good. So, <laughs> so the next flares. That's very flares right there. Finish move <laughs> would be what? Because you got four, eight. Well, I mean, exactly. The yeah. face you just made is exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, what? Figure 12? What is the next person? The next <laughs> We player? out of limbs. We out of limbs Like, now. what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, I don't know. See, you didn't think about that. You're so selfish. She is so. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know if I would want my daughter to wrestle or my kids. I don't know. Hmm. We have to dive into that. Right. I, I want to hear. We'll that. come back okay. there. What's your favorite finishing move? I ain't gonna lie. It's, this is so. This is so random. Uh-huh. But I used to love the sleeper move with Brutus the Barber Beefcake, oh. and and then they would cut their hair when they were. Oh yeah. When they used to put them to sleep. Yep. I remember that. What was it? Crossface chicken wing? Bob Backlund? What you know about Ooh, that? Nothing. That's old school. <laughs> I know. I know wrestling. Wrestling. First of all, I did the same thing. First, I did the same thing. I watched wrestling with my granddaddy. Crossface chicken wing. Yes. This is the last one, and I think we may have her. Are you ready? How many letters are in the alphabet? Twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I told you we were get her. I knew it. Because I said, how many did I say? Uh-huh. The other day, how many did I say? Uh, I, I ain't going to put you out there. So I'm going to just, <laughs> we're just, we're just, we're just say you had a first draft. <laughs> Wait, I know. How many letters are in the alphabet? It's 26. It's 26. Oh, Don't Google it. Are you Googling? Yeah. I was about she to Google. To Google. Don't Google. Yeah, yes. Google. Yeah. Man, listen, it doesn't matter how many degrees you have or what school you went to. You're just on the spot. On the spot, yeah. nobody really knows uh, uh, how many alphabets are in the letter. Uh, I mean, letters, letters are in the alphabet. alphabet. Yeah. You just don't go. You don't walk around with that kind of knowledge top of on mind. the whim. Yeah. On, just on the whim. Oh, how many teeth do you have in your mouth? I don't. You, you, you saying, uh, does root canals count? <laughs> does real or fake count? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, does one connected piece count as one? <laughs> so break, so break down was, what happened. Yeah, you so, walked into it. I was gonna, I was gonna gloss over oh, it, no, but I'm now not. you. <laughs> so we started off. I said, I said, hey, let me see. Smile. Now, last week in your training, what happened with your fronts? <laughs> with your fronts? Oh, with my fronts. No, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not public knowledge. So this started. Gosh, I had to been like six or seven. I was riding my bike in Providence Plantation in Charlotte off of Providence Road. And um, I went over the handlebars and knocked out four front teeth. And they were able to put, I think, like two or three back in. And then I just had one. Yeah, it was one tooth missing. And I remember they like connected it with something. So like the teeth could heal back. Like we literally two of them or three of them were found in my sweatshirt. And my mom put them in milk. We went to the dentist or whatever. Orthodontist, dentist. I don't know. They have different periodontists. I don't know. Um, And then in middle school, seventh grade and cheerleading, a girl knocked them out. And then the same girl. 
the she same girl a year like later knocked him out again by accident. So this is this that was round two. Yeah, so but three rounds. So the same girl, seventh grade knocked him out, eighth grade knocked him out, the same ones. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's go back. So, <laughs> yeah. so you took the first L from the bike. What, what kind of bike was it? Was it like a Barbie bike? My it Little Pony? A Barbie. <laughs> it was a Barbie bike. All right. And then, and then you took another L by the same person. She seventh. She oh, this was a person. This was a, yeah. the second she, time was a person. She bopped you. Was it an accident? So I was a fourth baseman. So I, like the. The girl, uh, fourth, like there's two fourth, girls on the only side three bases. Right, What's the fourth base? And I, I can think that was oh, the and cheerleading, like you know when you base it's, the flyers. Oh, okay. So yeah, she yeah. was a flyer, oh. and her nickname was okay. Her nickname was Duck, actually. And uh, she came Duck down, like knocked me with her arm, and then the next year, the same thing, knocked it again. None. The second, the first time you cried, the second time you cursed. Huh? <laughs> I mean, I was just like, I'm not meant to have teeth. <laughs> and Damn. then this had to have been like three years ago. I don't remember. Yeah, three years ago, I was in Germany on tour. And Carmela knocked my bridge out and I finished the match. But then they had to fly me home from Germany our first night. I think it was like our first night. And just gave me a new bridge. And then just last and week, then I cracked my bridge. Oh. So I just have had bad luck. We have to take a break. And more than anything, we got to pay some bills. Mm-hmm. Need that check. I love Cut To It. And I, I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at Cut To It on Instagram. What about Twitter? At Cut To It. Facebook? Cut to it featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at cuttoitpodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers. um, I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cuttoitpodcast.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. 
Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Growing up as a kid, what was your favorite team or sport or both? Oh, probably gymnastics growing up. Mm. Why? Um, just because I was a gymnast until middle school and not until like middle school and high school did I really venture out. That's when I started playing volleyball, basketball, softball. So, yeah, and I loved watching the Olympics, like the 96 Olympics. Like just for some reason just stands out to me. Mm. That group of girls. With like the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, mm. that was classic. Yeah. That was classic back then. I loved watching it. Did you have any teams that you rooted for? Oh, like football teams? Well, the Panthers. Um, Panthers and then the Hornets at the old Coliseum. Yeah. Oh, oh that was amazing. The Golden Times. The original Buzz, the original yeah, buzz City. Yeah. With my um, dance team. I mean, I was Ooh. so little, but... Oh, look at you. She's flexing all through. She's she's, right. she's been flexing just exactly. from, from the get. Used to the spotlight. Where are you from and the place you call your hometown? Oh, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Born and raised. Not many of us. It's not. And you don't live here. I love Florida, the weather. Because as much as I travel, it's just yeah. nice coming home to sunshine. Plus, WWE's Performance Center is out of Orlando, so it's just easier for me. To get in and out of it. Yeah, because actually I moved back to Charlotte, yeah, like three years ago. And I was only there for like six months. Because it was just, the schedule's different for what I do than my friends that are still in Mm. Charlotte. So Mm. like when it's a Wednesday and I'm ready to go, their work week's Monday through Friday. So it was kind of lonely. And then... I don't know. It's just easier having the performance center in Orlando next door if I need to do something. So, mm. but I love Miami. So maybe that's my next place. So, what was your experience growing, growing up in Charlotte as Ric Flair's daughter? Because you know, growing up in Charlotte is one thing; it's all different. But you know, growing up with an iconic dad, uh, I'm, I'm assuming um, had to be. A little bit different for you. Well, Charlotte was so small. I mean, I just feel like in the recent years, it's, you know, a place to live or a place to move. But because I went to the same school, well, preschool, and I went to Providence Day until high school from 
kindergarten to high school. So I was around the same kids and they were just used to my dad. So I didn't really mm. I mean the little area where we lived, everyone was used to him. So I didn't really realize how well known he was, mm. I guess, or famous because I was like, oh, it's just my dad wrestles. I didn't know any different. So not until college that I go, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> my dad's famous. Oh, like it didn't really because my dad wow. had done stuff for my school all growing up. And then I went to Providence High School to finish school and people were just used to him in South Charlotte. So it wasn't mm. a big deal. And I was such a homebody. And the only time I traveled was really for sports. Um, so not until college was I like, oh, man, my dad's famous. So would you say when you start to realize that your dad was famous and how famous and how iconic he was, did it start to change things? Did it start to make things a little bit complicated for you? No. I mean, kids had, like when I played um, volleyball and basketball for school sports, like the hackling, the heckling for mm. me, like the woos and my dad with the cowbells and stuff. I had been used to it since middle school. I think okay. it just really didn't <clears throat> register or bother me till I started wrestling when people were like, oh, she's only wrestling or she only mm. got in or can wrestle because of her dad being Ric Flair. And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> mm. I like, I don't know how to put it like super athletic. You don't know what you're talking mm -hmm. about. I mean, that's when mm -hmm. it really started to impact me. And that was my late 20s when I started wrestling. So, yeah, I, I think for my brothers, it probably impacted them more than it did me because I was always doing my own thing. So, so as a kid, what was your safe haven? Just being home with my mom and dad, yes. <clears throat> I mean, people think that it was super wild but i mean i wasn't really around them my dad didn't have my little brother and i um out there around like the like a celebrity scene or trying i mean i wasn't trying to get into movies or acting or anything i just i played yeah. sports and went to school that was it and my dad was always yeah. like eat your breakfast you have to see the trainer like he had me with a trainer since like the moment i could walk like <laughs> it wasn't I didn't have a crazy, like some, I mean, like I knew when he, when my mom and dad had Christmas parties for their Gold's Gym, like things would get a little crazy, but we always had to go back to our room. So <laughs> I wasn't really. You can't ever party with the adults, man. That's like a rule. No. Nothing <laughs> no, was ever you like can't. out can't. of the norm. I mean, like I knew what my dad upstairs. did was weird, like different. Like, oh, my dad's a lawyer. Oh, my dad's a wrestler. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it, I don't think it impacted me that much because it was my whole life. I didn't know anything different. Maybe if my dad had yeah. had me in that scene, then yeah, but I wasn't. You know, I, I think it's one of the interesting parts about you is a lot of people don't really know. You, you've done such a great job keeping your privacy like you're out there but you're not out there no yeah like you, for you, sure you 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 make sure that you keep your privacy but a lot of people don't know like you went to 
you know, you went to college and play volleyball at App State. Like, but yet you're this bona fide superstar, right? Like you said, crazy athletic. But, and I'm assuming and guessing just based off the conversation and a little bit I know about you that you're also very quiet and you keep to yourself and you you are sometimes an overthinker. Right. You, you, you're thinking and, and, and listening, but people don't really have a great sense outside of your circle, have a great sense how complex and how layered you are and what you present to and what you bring to the table because of you do such a good job of kind of keeping that close to the vest. <laughs> uh, that's a, yeah. Well, my circle's small. Um, yeah. there's a writer for the company that I'm, <clears throat> I'm close to that I've worked with for like seven or eight years. And he's like, mm-hmm. Charlotte, sometimes you have to turn off. So it's my, I built this character mm-hmm. that I wanted to be in my personal life, mm. but like, it's so like, my persona is so different than like really who I am. Like, do I, am I proud of my achievements and my athleticism? Yeah. But to constantly like my character tries to be perfect all the time, which I am so disheveled in my real life. Like I don't (laughs) like all I enjoy is like going to nice steakhouses with my friends. Like I'm not, it's, it's too different. Just like the confidence and the independence and the game changing and what I've tried to stand for. And I got we're not supposed to say professional wrestling, but in sports entertainment as a whole. Um, okay. I, I just care about being the best in that. And I'm kind of just, I put, I don't know how to, yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. You put all, you're so driven, you put all your eggs in that basket that everything else sometimes gently gets a little bit neglected. I'm just speaking from personal experience. So I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, like it does. In the last year, I've spent more, I mean, obviously with COVID. And not mm-hmm. being able to perform, it was the first time I wasn't on the road um, since 2015. Mm. So, wow, that was like, what do I like to do? It's the same. <laughs> what did you dis- so? What did you discover? Because you got a about lot of, yourself. Because you had you got a lot of time during the pandemic to spend with yourself. <laughs> what 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 new hobbies did you start? If you say knitting, we're done. <laughs> I mean, I, um, my fiance and I built a gym in our garage, but I love working out. This, this is my favorite part. Uh, let's talk ball. Let's just talk, talk wrestling. I mean, do you have any memorable matches that your, that your dad had? Vader. Um, I was going to say Vader, but I was like, no, nah, I got to I gotta pull off something that's more liar. impressive than that. He I was. He was. That was w- that. The WCW days. He fought Vader. Yep. 93. Yep. Starcade. Starcade. Oh. I made it up. When um, he retired in Orlando, 
against Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this story, but I was doing an event one time and Rick was at the event and I bought his robe. So he told me to tell you that he had to do the 49ers thing because we had WrestleMania there. <laughs> you bought his robe? Yes. I bought Rick Flair's robe for like $5,000. This is an awesome oh, robe. Did you put it on? Have you put it on? I have put it on. Um, is there a picture? Absolutely not. <laughs> It's not a it's about to be a picture. You know why it's Being not backstage a... about to come yeah. and does that Ric Flair robe. One of the reasons why is there's not a picture. Rick is not extremely tall, but I'm not extremely short. Yeah. <laughs> However, that robe makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. It's, <laughs> it's a little bit too big for me. It's got a whole like train and Bro, stuff. Right? Your is... nature, you got to get your nature boy on. Nature boy, or not. I feel like the little nature boy. I mean, woo, you got a style and profile in that bad boy. It's slouched over, man. Little it looks like, boy. yeah, it's, it's little nature boy. It, it does like that is your new name, now. <laughs> Steve Little Nature Boy Smith Senior. It's so huge, like it's it's a great ensemble, hand stitched. Bro, it's, it's like, like a, it's literally like my daddy's, like my grandpa's. <laughs> it's just huge, and I feel so, I feel so small. If I had to get on social media, you had to put like your face on top of Ric Flair like, and recreate this. Like I bought it, and it was cool, and then, I, you know, and then, you know, uh, I think I had a glass or two at the event. <laughs> it was a good idea. It was a great idea. When I sobered up and I got like a couple of days later, I put it on. I said, "My wife goes, where are you gonna wear that?" And I was like, "I don't know. <laughs> it's so big, bro. It's like I'm five nine. I'm not five eight. I'm not five ten. I am five nine. That is hilarious, bro. It it makes me feel. I didn't know you had it. I'm now. I'm impressed. Yeah, I bought it. It's nice. They wanted me to wear uh, Jake. So when I bought it. We were still playing back in the day, so Jake was like, man, you should wear the robe coming out of the tunnel one day. Mm. I couldn't do it. <laughs> even with my pads I would say even with your pads? It's still too big. Oh, you tried it? Yes. <laughs> it's st you tried it on with your pads? Yes. And I'm still little nature boy. <laughs> that right there is gold. Yeah, so. No, not little nature boy. <laughs> now she's <No>. pitying you. <laughs> uh, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> All right, let's so let's transition to something else, please. So, how physical and mentally mentally demanding is becoming a WD, WWE superstar like yourself? It has to become your life hmm. because you're on the road more. And you are at home. Um, mm. You're always having to evolve. You're not just, you know, an athlete in the ring. You're, you're an actor. You're an athlete. You're a public speaker. You're, mm. I mean, anything that they need you to be any given day, whether it's appearances, commercials, shows, 
um, like the travel all over the world. I mean, sometimes you're not home for a month at a time. Wow. It's crazy. There's, there's no, no, there's no, there's no off season in wrestling. No, unless you're hurt. How, how do you, how do you recover in a sport that has no off season? You're just tough as hell. Unless something, you know, like someone gets injured, you usually don't have an off season. And depending on your storyline, whether you're in the title picture or not in the title picture, um, whether you're on pay-per-views, uh, it's, um, I don't think the general public really understands all what goes into sports entertainment. Like I'm the biggest advocate trying to explain just how hard it is. Like live television every single week. Yeah, live television, you know, obviously for myself, I do analyst work on live television so I can understand that, but doing live television and using your athleticism mm -hmm. and your solo, like, you know, playing ball is easy mm -hmm. because, you know, left tackle misses a block. They, the next play you can, you can, you can do a double team slide left. There's, there's, there's a ways mm -hmm. To help, you know, if the punt returner that the team is kicking to is really, really good, you just kick it out of bounds. It's a team sport. It's a team sport. You, your team is there, but they're not actually in the sport if it goes hay in a hay basket in the ring. You have to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's on you, but so it's a team sport, but it's not. Like, you want to mm -hmm. look better than your opponent, no matter if you're the good guy or the bad guy. Ooh. But you're still like, hey, this is my body. I'm relying on you to take care of me. Like, you have to have that trust within the ring. Um, mm. But it's like, while you're trying to look good, tell a story, whether you're good, bad, listening to the audience, changing, depending on how the audience is reacting. And then... You have segments and TV commercials and cutaways and you're dealing with the times while trying to tell a story and beating someone up. And yeah, people don't really understand. Tactics and training mm -hmm. and mental and physical wear on your body and, and then living out of hotels, Airbnbs for a month, getting in airplanes, Bump, bump COVID. Yeah. I'm just, just regular. Just, that is right. Yeah. Just, just regular life that you are experiencing that a, me as a customer. You, you just, know, you just tune on the TV. I just turn on TV. I, See who wins. And, and, but you have no, the, no like idea. Said, like, like Charlotte said, the general public has no idea. I think what all goes on behind the scenes. I think more of anything is as a consumer and also understanding the, business of sports mm. a lot of fanatics slash fans don't even care oh no they don't they really don't you see that you can see that from the team sports side yeah, they don't they don't really care that you know and i used to always say before i go out if i accept the jersey i gotta show up mm. the, t the the fan that's in the top row or the fan that's in the suite whether it's a thousand dollar ticket or a five dollar ticket they don't care if you're pop. Mm. 
is sick. Mm-hmm. They don't care if your grandmother or your grandfather has cancer. They honestly don't give a crap. The show they must expect- go on. The show. Yes. And that's, I think, as a performer, athlete, whatever you want to label yourself as, yeah. that's the hard part knowing that the show goes on with or without you. I know that mm-hmm. is for me as a performer. I think it's about that time. Just uh, take a little breather. Cut to it. Cut to it. Let's get down to it. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh, yes. I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But But nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. One of the toughest things mentally for me that just going into talking ball and mental health is when you got injured, it almost felt like punishment. Yeah. You almost, you almost was like banished, you know, like if you had crutches, there was a thing in the locker room, like don't touch the crutches, right? Don't, you know, if you aren't injured, don't touch the crutches. You know, you're because you're have crutches or you're a little bit hobbled or you're late, you have treatment. You come in late, you or you come in early. 
it was just kind of like, like, like Charlotte says, the, the like, show must go on. Yeah, and you feel like you're on an island. Oh, you are. Because people, people, they don't say it. And tell me if I'm wrong with this, Charlotte. They don't say it, but it does kind of come across. They're like, better her than me or better him than me. Oh, yeah. And they just kind of go I mean, they don't mean it that way. And I know people generally, like your fellow coworkers, feel bad. But at the same time, like, that's a spot that's open. I'll say that's an opportunity now. It's an opportunity. Uh, well, I missed WrestleMania this year uh, due to COVID. I got it in March. And they were nervous that I wouldn't be okay in time for WrestleMania in Tampa. So they immediately took me out and replaced me with another girl. And uh. I like, I mean, it crushed me. Like I work every year for WrestleMania. Like after WrestleMania, I'm already thinking, okay, what's, I mean, that's been my, I mean, it, it is our Super Bowl, but to me, it's just something that, or the show that I've always shined the most on. I mean, mm. so when they replace me, you know, she's thinking, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm sad. I'm sad that Charlotte has COVID, but now I'm going to WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah now, <laughs> now, now I'm headlining <laughs> WrestleMania. Wow. So, it, yeah, it's, it, yeah. But sometimes, like, that's, you have to look, it, it all comes full circle. Like, if something doesn't happen, it's a break for whoever that opponent is that gets to come in and like it, it all works out. Right. Give and take. In a male dominant sport, how tough has it been for you, for yourself and other women to get the, get the just do that you, you women deserve? So I think because I don't know when I started in 2012 and here I am today, I was scared of performing. I didn't have a character. I didn't know how to wrestle. But the one thing I did believe is in myself. And I'd watch these guys, even though I had no idea what went into a match or what went into a character. I just would watch and I go, well, I could do that. Well, I can do mm. that. Well, I can do that. I can do that. And then we'd have blow up drills or conditioning drills in the ring. And there was nothing in my mind that would be like, well, these guys are better than me. No, you're not. You have a character. Yes, I don't. You're better performing. I don't know how to do a match, but like there is nothing like I just. I never had that mindset that they were better than me. It just took me a long time to figure out not a long time, but it took me time to to figure out like, OK, how do I have a stage presence? And then mm. they told me, well, you can't woo. You can't do anything like your dad. Right. And then a year later, okay, you can come out to your dad's music and your dad's your manager. Like it was me just figuring out how to be a star. That's what I didn't mm. know. I didn't know how to be a star. I wasn't polished. I didn't know how to carry myself. Like I knew the in-betweens and the footwork and the conditioning. That was what I think kept like that's what uh how do i say it that's why i progressed so fast but when i started in nxt there were three other girls that i came up with um and we just were like we're gonna steal the show we're gonna have the best match on the card like we just had this mindset and just fed off of each other and then in 2015 
on Raw when the hashtag give divas a chance started trending from a match with these women. It was the Bellas, Nikki Bree, Paige, and Emma. I believe it was the four of them started trending um, because their match was cut short. And I could be, I, I might be missing a name. I know AJ Lee was a part of something too. Don't quote me, but they started to give women more opportunities. And then when my group of girls debuted, I just kept thinking like, well, if I can main event NXT, I can main event a pay-per-view on Raw or SmackDown. Okay, well, I'm going to main event WrestleMania. And I just kept saying it and saying it and saying it. Like, so it's just mindset is everything, I guess, ultimately is what I'm trying to say. And I never, uh, it's male dominated. Yes. But that just makes me want to be that much better. Like, yeah, it's male dominated, mm. but no one's looking at my work because I'm a hot girl. They're going, well, Charlotte wrestles like a guy. And that's what I try to do. Mm. Like no one's going, oh, that's a great female wrestler. No, I'm a great wrestler. Nice. Hmm. Who who were your who were the female influences in the business back then, and maybe who are who are those influences now? Well, outside of yourself, she's one of those influences. Outside, I'll say outside of yourself. Outside of myself. Um. Well, definitely the women that I came up with: uh, Paige, uh, Emma. Her name. Her stage name isn't Emma anymore. Uh, Becky Lynch, Sasha, Sasha Banks, Bailey. Uh, Natalia was this group of women that I came up with. Um, and was there anyone you looked to before? Um, I mean, I really liked Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, um, Molly Holly, China, but I, it's, I didn't really know the business then. So I just yeah. looked at like, oh, these women are so beautiful. Like, that's always why I thought, like, I wouldn't be a WWE superstar because the women are coming out in bikinis or they were just, they were just so glamorous. I played sports my whole life. I was more of like a tomboy. Not until I started wrestling so like, oh, this is how I do my makeup. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I just didn't, I, it, I just was so, I couldn't picture myself. I think that's why I just couldn't picture myself in that role. But when I figured it out, like, no, being dominant and independent and confident in a male dominated uh -huh. world is what makes you sexy. It's not, you know, the glitz and the glam, like me being like Charlotte being Charlotte and as good as she, the character is, that's what makes her, you know, a diva. <laughs> Do you prefer to be the hero? No, I'm the villain, my friend. Whoa. Why are you the villain? Um, Because everyone thinks I am. So if you think I am, then I'm going to be that. <laughs> just wanna give, you just want to give people what they want? Well, I mean... It's not giving them what they want, but if you are, if they already have that assumption of you, then fine. Because like when I first easier. started, I was like, why do you, why, like, why, why do the fans not like me? Like, yes, I look like my dad. Duh. He's my father. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand. 
That's how genetics works. You're like, God, she looks like Rick. Well, no shit. How dare her look like her dad? Right. And then they'd be like, oh, she's only here because she's Rick's daughter or um, she's only given these opportunities because she's Rick's. I mean, it's just it's so easy. And then I'm like, wait, I'm 5'10", I'm athletic and I'm blonde. Oh, that's terrible, I guess. OK, <laughs> like I, I just it was really like I didn't have the like the issues growing up or in my early 20s. But then when I started to realize what my dad meant to the industry and then. Mm. It's like it, the double standard is crazy, but if I didn't have it or if it, if it wasn't there, or if I didn't have the chip on my shoulder, I don't think I'd be as good as I am today. Cause it's constantly like, I have to prove you wrong. Like I'm here because I'm that good. Like I shouldn't have to say like my dad didn't put in the miles or the bumps. Like mm. I have the last, but if any, I mean, it's, I would never, I wouldn't change it for anything. Now I don't wish it upon anybody because being a legacy mm. or being a generation kid is hard. Um, but at the same time, it's like, come on, bring that challenge. I always tell my kids that your last name will get you in the door. But if you don't have the hard work, that last name, Get you out the door. Yep. Like I, my dad didn't pass the torch. I took it. Yeah, because that's that's the standard. Like you being a flare, when you hear flare, you hear you know obviously you you put it towards longevity. You put it towards flare. Mm -hmm. You put it towards flamboyancy. You also put it towards um, athleticism, uh, moxie, and the but, standard championships. Yeah, standard. Yeah, but then. You gotta for the second generation, or for for a family name. You your name can't be the only thing that that keeps you there because that's only gonna that's only gonna last so long, mm -hmm. right? And just reading off all of your championships, all of the stuff that you have. Let's see, I, SmackDown I, I, Women's yes. Champion, yep. Raw right. Women's Champion, WWE Champion, Women's Champion, excuse me, Divas Champion, mm -hmm. 2020 Women's Royal Rumble. Women's Royal Rumble match winner, say that 17 times fast, mm -hmm. NXT Women's Champion, and the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion. Mm -hmm. did, did we leave anything off? Well, you, Charlotte, as, as a triple crown winner, Ooh. not a triple crown champion like yourself. I, saw, I see what you did there. Look you see that? I saw that Right? I see what you did there. What is next? For Charlotte Flair, you, 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 I mean, some of these championships five times, mm -hmm. right? The the SmackDown World Women's Championship, a record five times. Like, I mean, you're only going to be able to so long. You, you got to accomplish something else. So right? that's when you asked me, like, what what hobbies did I find during COVID? I think for me, like in this moment, it's I didn't come this far to come this far. Like, I always want to evolve and get better in the ring, but I'm like, what mm -hmm. is next? Like, I had no idea at 25. Like, I was scared of my own shadow. <laughs> like, I was this really? timid sh girl from Charlotte who was just personal training, uh, lost, and then here I am. Like, I first woman to main event WrestleMania. 
Like, I don't even care about the championships. It's the equality, the gender equality, and that we're all superstars. We're not divas and male superstars. We're all the same. Um, I just, to me, it's like, okay, what is next? And it's trying to find what's next because I would have never in a million years believed this was going to be my life. So hmm. if I can come, I mean, it's just where do I go from here? I don't want that just to be it. Like it was so kind of like, the- oh, you've main evented WrestleMania. You've main evented Hell in a Cell. You main evented pay-per-views, Raw, SmackDown. You have all these titles. Like what else do you want? What do you mean what else do I want? Like why can't I not want more? And I should want more. Like I want to main event WrestleMania again. You You stated that you were a personal trainer. What made you come to mm-hmm. the realization that you wanted to become a, a wrestler? When I graduated 2010, um, for like two years, my brother lived off and on with me. Um, and he had a really bad drug addiction. And he had been wrestling the independent scene, trying to make a name for himself and wanted to get into WWE. Um, I mean, he just, I mean, my dad was his idol. Like he just wanted to be the next Ric Flair. Um, so in 2012, we were in Miami, uh, for WrestleMania and me, my little brother, my dad, and a guy by the name of Johnny Laurinaitis, who was the talent hiree at the time, mm-hmm. we were all sitting at dinner and I don't know if my dad had said something to Johnny, like, Hey, ask my real name's Ashley. Ask Ashley, you know, why isn't she doing this? But I don't know if it was like more to like upset my brother to get him more motivated or to get him on the right path. So Johnny at dinner was like, so why aren't you doing this kid? And his like raspy voice. And I was like, I don't know. And this was in April of 2012. And the next thing I know, I'm like, sure, I'll do it. Like what? Wait, I have to move to Florida. Wait, what am I doing? Wrestling? What? Huh? And the process kept going. So the talent, another guy by the name of Canyon Seaman called me and then Triple H called me and he was like, you know, just because we're letting you in doesn't mean, or we're giving you this opportunity doesn't mean we're going to give you Reed's opportunity, read an opportunity. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. So I showed up in July of 2012. And then when my brother died a year later, um, I just dedicated everything to him because I feel like I spent so much time wanting his life to be better that ultimately he made mine better. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. Like he lived, breathed, dreamed professional wrestling. And like the people were so mean to him, obviously being Ric Flair's son. Mm -hmm. So I think to this day, I take it so serious because it's like, I wish I could take all those critics away from him, you know, like that criticism, mm-hmm. like that must have eaten him alive. Like it eats me alive, but I'm somehow able to control it. Not control. I mean, yeah, I have my bad days, but I like, I just wish I could take all that pain away from him at that time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So here I am and it's because of my little brother. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. 
I appreciate that vulnerability. And even even when you mention bad days, how do you how do you keep up? How do you preserve your own mental health? I work harder <laughs> in wrestling. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I just have to remember that people don't know me. Like, and then again, it plays into the whole bad guy thing. Because I'm like, it's you know that saying. Um, it's like no matter what I do. I, like, I don't have to prove anything anymore and just remind myself that. Man, I don't know if I can hold on to that one. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. This sounds easier said than done. Yeah. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed it, Charlotte. Steve, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent. And most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr. That is me. Is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, Executive producer, Steve Smith Sr. Co-host, Gerard Littlejohn. Talent and booking manager, Joe Fushi. Social media team, Wesley Robinson and John Show. From Balto Creative Media, Cut To It is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter. With production assistance by Alex Lebrecht. Production coordinator, Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson. Lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest 
to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 